Welcome to What Are You Doing for Lent? My name is Sister Catherine Herms and I'm here with Sister Julia Mary and with Jeanette. And I don't know about you, but I had no idea that I would be spending a second Lent in this pandemic. Lent is Lent though, right? So you still have to be ready for it, even if it's a pandemic. It's still Lent. <laughs> Yeah, but I was hoping, I think a lot of people are hoping that as restrictions get opened up, you know, our, our minds may not be on penance. They may be on, finally, I'm free to go to the store or eat out or go to a party. I don't know about you, but I mean, my mind's been on penance for the past year. I mean, the pandemic already has built in penances, so we should be already geared up for Lent, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, sister, even the penances that we felt like like Lent is or like the pandemic has imposed on us, like yes. not being able to have fellowship and losing income and losing health and all those things. Okay. We've also still added things on which aren't particularly good for us. You know, we've we've added in stress and we've added in obsession with the news and we've added in hours and hours and hours of social media and we've added in arguments and conflicts. And those things, you know, it feels like this is some stuff that would be really good to get rid of. There you go. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I think we should be giving up for Lent are the, the things like, um, like the Pope said, the things that weigh us down. And to me, uh, that that is a big weight. And I, I, you know, Lent is an opportune moment to, to, you know, take stock of it, you know, to really assess what it is in my life that is weighing me down like this. Maybe some people can really spend hours on social media and not feel uh, oppressed. Um, but I do, uh, you know, so it's like no, knowing that it's like, okay, so what am I going to do that's really helpful to myself and to the people that I live with and to, to my community? You know, it's because that's, that's, it's an act of charity, you know, to yourself and to others to realize what it is mm -hmm. that weighs you down and then do something about it. And I think it's significant that that in his exhortation, Pope Francis, when he was talking about what's weighing us down, he spoke specifically about an excess of information, whether true or false. So to not, you know, not just to do the doom scrolling of the things you don't agree with or don't understand, but just also to sort of let go all of that because it's taking up a lot of real valuable real estate in our minds and hearts. I think fasting from our thoughts is a very interesting way of looking at all of this. Yeah. I know sometimes my thoughts can weigh me down. They may be thoughts about um, how I failed or thoughts about how I'm not good enough or thoughts about memories from long ago that are still weighing me down. In fact, someone sent me the lyrics um, and a YouTube link to a song by Sarah Kroger called Belovedness. And in that song, Jesus says, but remember, don't think about those things. Think about the fact that you are mine, that I smiled when I created you and I love everything about you. And I think for me, that's one of the most important things that I can do to love myself, to love God more, but also to be able to love others more this Lent. Absolutely. You know, that's my, one of my favorite readings is the very first one that, that we have during Lent. Um, and it's, you know, where, where God is saying, come back to me, come back to me with all your heart. I said that, that right there, if we just, you know, sat and meditated on that alone, I, that, that would be enough to get you through Lent, I think, because we're, mm -hmm. we're not aware enough 
like you said, Jeanette, we, we have we have an excess of information, but we don't have the kind of information that, that heals us, the kind of information that, that makes us whole. And you know, sitting with even that small amount of scripture, it nourishes that part of your heart that that you know no amount of information can ever do. You know, to, to hear God say, I, I love you and come back to me. That's the whole purpose of Lent, I think, is so that you, you, you come back to God. And, and, and that's even more than, you know, like to be aware of God's presence, not so much everything else that's going on around you, but, but to be aware, aware of God, you know, and I, I don't know, that's, that to me is, is, I don't know, I never get past that. That's one of my, my problems in Lent is that um, I like to overread you know, and, and Lent is like, yeah, there's so many good things to read. And sometimes I don't get past that first reading. Because it's so rich. <laughs> it's too rich. I love the idea of healing prayer too, because a lot of times we can say, oh, I have to add on to my prayer uh, practices because it's Lent. And that idea that just resting in your belovedness um, heals yeah. you and, and really we all need to be healed right now. And we all need to be able to offer healing. Right. Um, and so a healing prayer practice like that is a beautiful time. But I also think that we can't talk about, about penance and Lent and fasting without talking about food. And I know that, that for a lot of lay people, certainly out in the world in years past, there's always been this, this idea that, I'm going to give up chocolate for Lent and that's going to be this <laughs> terrible penance. And when you think about, you know, this past year of pandemic and of, of people not having enough food or those pictures we see of, of lines for food banks, just stretching out for miles. And, and we know that the system is just really challenged um, to get enough food to people. It just feels like that whole idea of, of, of chocolate is such a luxury. So yeah, give up a luxury, but let's talk about, and, and indeed Pope, Pope Francis talks about it, that this is an opportunity to embrace the experience of poverty, um, that those who fast make themselves poor with the poor and accumulate the treasure of love in doing that. So mm -hmm. to connect those, and it just, it seems to me as a practical measure out here in the world that, that those of us who do have enough food are blessed to have enough food, that if we could give up a meal a week, two meals a week, even three meals a week, and not just feel that hunger, which would put us in solidarity with the poor who are hungry, but take the money or the very food itself that we would have consumed and give it to a food bank, give it to a soup kitchen, um, you know, spread it out so that someone else can eat when we give it up. I think it's just so much more meaningful than this little list of, okay, I'll give up chocolate for Lent. That just sounds so trivial now this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, that's every, everyone's fallback, you know, penance for Lent is to give up chocolate or to give up coffee. And I know the sisters in my community know that I do not give up either of them, chocolate or coffee, because I love my sisters. Okay. And I, and I don't want to become a grouch, but you know, when, it, but I see what you, I see your point. It's like, you know, to give up something substantial, like we, like it, here in Charleston, we have a blessing box, which is right out on our gate and it, it opens up. It's not locked. It's like, it's, it's just open for whoever. So you, you, um, there's a little sign on it that says, take what you need, give what you can. And it's regularly emptied and restocked. We we put in what we can, but it's stocked by other people. So it's like there, there's a genuine need. So when you when you fast, 
it's it, like it said in the scripture, I, I, I read ahead. I always read ahead. But one of the, the things in scripture, it says about when you fast, do this and this and this to make you aware of the needs of the poor, to make you aware of, of your, your hunger for God, that, you know, when you're satiated, you don't have that awareness, you know, so that the fasting or that feeling of emptiness is to make you aware of, of the, actual, the, the need you have for God. And I agree with you, Sister Catherine, because, you know, why add more more things to your list? Sometimes it's a it's the biggest penance to sit still and, mm -hmm. and not say anything and not be like overthinking in your head, but but just to to be with God, you know, and I think that's sometimes what God misses is that, you know, that that awareness of him that we that that we're just so busy if uh, it takes me about 10 15 minutes just to settle down in chapel because i i said oh i forgot to call so and so i forgot to do this it's like everything comes to the surface so during lent you know just to have that space where you can you know not be doing not be right. like it's not a check it's not a to-do list that you check off and, and and you know if you don't finish all your resolutions for lent god's not going to give you you know a bad mark you know, it's just, we, we don't take that time to really slow down. To and I also love how you said, Sister Julia, about that, that first reading about turning back to God, because um, part of it, you know, we, we, we do do lists and we're going to, you know, I'm going to get this accomplished or I'm going to read this or I'm going to pray this or whatever. But, you know, part of this, um, the negatives that Pope Francis was talking about trying to shed ourselves of is this whole hanging on to these things like conflict. And I've been really inspired lately reading about um, Archbishop Charles Bow in Myanmar, um, where there is a, a, a pretty horrible um, situation. And he is, he is very clearly saying to both sides, to the, to, to the, the populace and then to the military who's overthrown the government, that they need to have some dialogue. They need to, as, as, as Sister Thea Bowman has talked about, cross to the other side of the room, that there's got to be some sort of way of connecting. And if we cannot connect in Lent, it seems to me, I don't know when we can connect. In the situations that we've lived through economically, the pandemic, but even politically, in these past months um, have torn apart families and relationships and friendships where some people don't talk to each other anymore or we don't know how to talk to each other anymore. So more than chocolate, like just that is so, it would be so hard sometimes to try to listen, to walk to the other side. But I, I just think Lent is about realizing what God has done for us. He walked to our side when, as St. Paul said, we were still the enemy. We were still the ones who weren't looking for him. This morning I was praying and in a sense imagining um, Jesus' face looking out at me from uh, the tabernacle and just looking out at the world and how many people are walking away are walking by and they're trying to dig wells in places where they're not going to find water and so this whole sense of being able to to connect with other people as jesus really connected with us it's it's in a sense a giving of your life giving up your opinion giving up your time giving up your pride it's in a sense giving of your lifeblood not your very life 
Um, but how powerful that would be to bring love and life for the world. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know that um, when, when you talk about prayer as listening to God, I, I think that the penance and sacrifices is even um, taking the time to listen to others as well, you know, and, and it's, um, I don't know, I've, I've noticed that when there, when there's some kind of conflict, if you can like, not just stop your mouth, but stop your mind and, and just stay still and listen to what the other person has to say. It, it's like, that's the greatest gift you can give um, someone is attention. Uh, and and the, the greatest gift you can give to God is your attention, is your presence. And the same thing happens with people. There's nothing worse than not being heard or listened to or ignored. And I think because like you said, Sister Catherine, with, with all the political upheaval, with all the, the, with everything that's going on in the world, people are yelling even louder because they, they're, they're not heard. So if, if somebody, if we can like stop, you know, stop that and just, just listen, just listen. And I think everybody would tone down and also extend the same courtesy to us. Then they would also be listening to us, but mm -hmm. it's, it's really, um, it's, it's kind of a, a, a discipline that we're not used to, especially in, in this age of social media and, and instant information, you know, it's, we're, we're it's, and I just think it's something that really is is good to practice during Lent. I don't know. If, like you said, Jeanette, if you if we're not going to do it now, when are we going to do it? You know, it's a really good practice. And to listen, and we have to like I love those words, tone down what's even in our own heart, because much of what makes it impossible to listen is all the stuff coming back um, from the past, um, our fears, um, attitudes, whatever, things that have happened to us, have been done to us, make it more and more impossible for us to actually hear what's happening above the din of what's happening inside of us. And, um, and that goes back to our thoughts and to the sense of belovedness of God. Um, God's uh, calling us his beloved and being able to allow God to heal us because isn't that what Lent in one way is also all about being healed by our savior you know healed exactly. on every level. Exactly. and that's where it's got to start I think it, it's it's like we can't we can't give to others until we've received it ourselves so in, in order to like you said Sister Catherine it's like to, to be aware that we are God's beloved means that we have to sit still and spend time with God. And then from, from that overflow is, is how we're able to then share that with other people. We can't share from an empty well. It's impossible. It's impossible. So we have to allow God to fill us with that. You know, and that's why I love that Samaritan woman thing. It's like, she's so unaware that the living water is, is like right in front of her. But you know, it, when, when we're, we allow Jesus to fill us with that living water, then that's the source. It, it, he's the source. And then it overflows into everybody else. You know, and also another thing is uh, just to be patient with ourselves because we're not, we expect, you know, perfection right away. Okay, now it's Lent and I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And it's almost like somebody who is not even used to taking a walk around the block, signing up for the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to <laughs> be realistic. You have to start with small steps and God doesn't expect these kind of things. We, we have higher expectations of ourselves than God does. I mean, it, you know, and then we, then we get disappointed and then we despair. So we have to just like start small, you know, and it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this sounds like a good place to end. And we can end with the last two paragraphs, actually, of the message of Pope Francis for Lent 2021. Um, dear brothers and sisters, every moment of our lives is a time for believing, hoping and loving. 
the call to experience Lent as a journey of conversion, prayer, and the sharing of our goods helps us as communities and as individuals to revive the faith that comes from the living Christ, the hope inspired by the breath of the Holy Spirit, and the love that flows from the merciful heart of the Father. And he ends with a prayer, May Mary, Mother of the Savior, ever faithful at the foot of the cross and in the heart of the church, sustain us with her loving presence. May the blessing of the risen Lord accompany all of us on our journey towards the light of Easter. Amen.